ladies and gentlemen, we are formally inviting you to Off the Table podcast, a weekly meeting where we discuss current events, uh, conspiracies and the theories behind them, as well as politics. And you know what? Kind of just a bunch of random topics that are pretty dope. Yep. That we so, find interesting. Yes. And you might find interesting as well. I think so. You, Sergio? Like, like what? Well, today <laughs> we're talking about materialism and specifically kind of how materialism is affecting the country of not only america but globally around the world Mm -hmm. but first as always i want to know how my fellow podcasters are doing today pretty good pretty good been working a lot a little bit tired Mm -hmm. tomorrow got my day off so waiting for that unemployment still still waiting for my unemployment (laughs) (laughs) i'm uh, feeling pretty good just got out of work um i'm just chilling right now I'm actually enjoying it right now so far. Just happy to be here with the the team again, talking about things that we find interesting and that, like, honestly, that just can definitely inform a vast majority of people of what's to come or what's been happening. And if you didn't know who that last person was, that was Carrot Top. We do have a special guest. (laughs) (laughs) Bleach your hair once and it's forever. I'm just Josh Don't bleach and your Josh. Hair, kids. Don't bleach your hair. <laughs> I'm just Josh and Josh because he has um, a new hairdo today, and I'm actually not. Uh, I'm digging it. Yeah. Not, you're not digging it. Mm, don't I, I don't lie, that, you weren't digging it. I, I'm, gonna be, I'm not gonna be honest. Like at first, I was like, "What? Like quarter life crisis going on right now?" But Goku, is that you? No, you just need the the black plugs. Latinas for Trump. Please cut that out. Anyways, though, let's get into the topic of materialism here. So I first want to go over the definition of materialism and its a tendency tendency to consider material possessions and physical comfort as more important than spiritual values. Mm. So I think that resonates with me a lot because I feel that's the problem in today is that materialism is kind of deteriorating the values in our culture and we do anything to get that dough, chase yeah. them coins. Um, so... The kind of cause of materialism is from capitalism, which I've been finding. And I think, you know, there's a lot of definitions for materialism. But Free market as well. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Well, that's the global capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. But that's just an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by state. But with global, like Airman said, it is a free market. Mm, correct. So, and it's not regulated by, I guess, one specific country because you can trade anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of want to talk about also how money has affected society and how it affects us mentally. Because I, I think, you know, money is a status, right? It's a status symbol. And I think anybody will do or some people will do anything to achieve that, whether it's degrading to them, whether it is, I think, takes the larger currency, which is time, right? Selling now. You're selling out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're selling your life basically for money. Yep. Yeah, like, you know, like people just like, I guess the word like prostitute themselves online for things, you know, like selling out, like making videos or creating, you know, following trends, following trends and then creating like viral things. Just, you know, so it's ridiculous. Yeah. And have we seen this in the past? Have we seen this type of mentality? What's smart? Well, doing it, you know. Oh, yeah, it's a good way to make money. You're going to get rich. It it depends on like. That's like a capitalism support set. Yeah. It just depends on like how you want to like where you want to be if you do want to be rich and famous and yes following these trends are going to get you there but like if you want to you know 
enrich yourself in something else like you know that stuff doesn't really bother you yeah i mean i think it is i guess kind of maybe the realistic way i hate to say that but it's an easy access way to make money make those quick coins if you want to do like an OnlyFans, like i've seen girls who have you know have an OnlyFans account and they buy like a million dollar home whether it's in orange county or elsewhere simply because of that and you think wow i have something that was given to me or maybe i just upgraded and i'm commodifying it and now look at the money i'm making yeah. and I, it doesn't really cost them anything right it cost them maybe a nice camera got an iphone whatever you know <laughs> you got a diet go to the gym yeah literally your, your go run around the blocks yeah so it's it's crazy how even we've commodified ourselves as as people um so will that be considered a plastic girl at that point Someone that's just, you know, that's held their body and they have to maintain a form and sort of an aspect to please the eyes of those who, you know, waste and pay. I don't know if plastic girl is like the, the, the term, the the term, term that we yeah, use. Exactly, yeah. But I, I think an example the, of that is the Insta models, right? Because yeah. they make, because I used to do influencer marketing for a little bit and influencer marketing is basically you're paying influencers who have mm-hmm. a large platform who are commodifying their platform, like Sergio mentioned before. And because they're doing that like companies want a piece of that because they have an audience and they have a community that they built Mm -hmm. and that adds value to them so the more follower followers and more dedicated community you have the more money that person's going to get and i mean that's that's the whole world of insta models right there modern independent entrepreneurs (laughs) (laughs) anyone could be an entrepreneur that's that's your resume right there so what did he do these past four years <laughs> well, I've been an only social fans. networking entrepreneur. <laughs> you, can, you can follow my master class online. I got a PhD. <laughs> uh, so let's go into some examples of past societies who have had this type of materialism. I guess what is the word? Like society. Society, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. How they some uh, societies will, uh, you know, categorize themselves. Uh, between those that they will consider peasants or you know commoners mm-hmm. uh, you know a great one that i'll put an example is uh back in the uh when the persians conquer most, most of the mm-hmm. middle east and some of the western countries they uh you know some of those who were merchants who had a lot of money they had uh you know always wearing like ornaments and stuff to like show the social status right so materialism has been in uh, i think human culture for quite a while and i think mm-hmm. that's a good example from you know and it was gold, right? They yeah, it was exactly. Gold. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was gold. They would just wear gold or uh, things. Uh, I think uh, they used to use um, uh, silver as well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that you know, metals that were shiny. Shiny, exactly. Because right. the same thing can be said about ancient Egyptians as well. They like loved to cover themselves in gold just True. to show that they were yeah. different and they were like you know godly to the rest of them. And then they would bury themselves in gold just to like give that image of like you know what like i'm gonna take my riches with me where i go Mm -hmm. i think the most interesting one that i learned though was um when airman brought up kind of in white society in the 1800s owning a slave or a plantation was kind of considered you were upper class you were high society too and it's crazy because it's not i mean i guess in one way it is monetary because that is your free labor slaves cost money you could sell slaves Mm mm-hmm but it's it's to put that in a human, right? And I think we do that ourselves today, but independently. <laughs> so you know how you brought that up? So it was a status symbol for mm-hmm. owning slaves. You think some people were 
you know how everyone says like oh you had slaves back you know and your grandparents had slaves back then early america that means they're racist and all this stuff but you think some of that was like there was pressure on other people that to get a slave or own slaves so they can be in the same social status you know like there are some people that they didn't really want a slave or like you know but like fuck you know this guy over here has two and uh, yeah. i'm the only guy in the neighborhood that doesn't have one of you course. think there was that like pressure yeah like they had to that get doesn't more make them any better no no i'm just saying I, though i think it's giving example. it's a different yeah. different, yeah. different like way of thinking from their view it's just like you know i don't know there's, i just thought about that no it's it's a good thought because there's two coins or two sides of the coin to look at it's one of like yeah you want to keep up with the joneses so you're keeping up with your neighbor you're saying oh you know paul reichenstein mm-hmm. i don't know his name. <laughs> I just heard that up. Um, got like a plantation, you know, across the way. Mr. Frankenstein's plantation. <laughs> and it's never... like so, so white and it's so grand. And, you know, he has all these servants and living the lavish life, mm-hmm. right? Because he lived a life of leisure, right? And so you're looking at your neighbor and you're like, oh, I need to keep up with him. But then yeah. it's also kind of like, I think, with white people back then, because race is. I guess you can call it a monarchy system where you have like the race that has the power over another race, which is racism. And in society themselves, because they're white, they're considered upper class as well. But I, I disagree with you and I agree with you. Again, color, it's really something that you need to involve when it comes to the topic of materialism. Materialism exists no matter the race, yeah. color or sex. Mm-hmm. So I think like I understand the, the type of haircut that you bring it up, but it's like uh i mean materialism doesn't carry like what type you know what monarchy hierarchy uh it, it's it's a concept itself it's an idea that i think the humanity has been living through like all these ages up until now uh, well her point was just uh, directed towards western culture like the beginning of western culture yeah. how slaves yeah. were used as a sign of upper class because what materialism so just like early america i mean that, that's yeah. what we're talking oh, about. early america okay yeah. Yeah, that's talking what we're about, specific like, in general mm-hmm. in general okay yeah. Actually, yeah that's the case and my bad you know yeah early america yeah but i mean it's just saying like we we see this not only in america but i think the point was kind of how they use slaves to have an upper class i don't know the right word social for it status. but social yeah. status yeah. you're upping your social yeah. status yeah. you know and that's kind of like well then how does materialism do that right and it's because of the objects that you have and humans were objectified then that means you have you higher in the social status chain mm-hmm. right so that's just it's just a thought and it's kind of like the history behind that um so before i go into my examples of present times i kind of want to know your guys's opinion on how you see materialism today how you've, how you've experienced it or seen someone um, show examples of a materialistic mindset. I'd say, like, examples I've seen, you know, with uh, my nephews, they're younger, you know, so I've been seeing how, like, they're heavily influenced by, you know, the people with the, like, gamers, you know, YouTubers, gamers, uh, Twitch streamers, stuff like that, you know, when they're telling them, like, oh, this and that, I'm launching merch, they want to identify with those people by getting their mm-hmm. merchandise, you know, like Tifu, and then when the, the whole Logan Paul thing was like, you know, they, they were influenced by this and that. And also my neighbor too, you know, he's a little kid. He was a, he's a, a senior. I think he's a little kid because I'm old already. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, he had a little, um, a little job at Pizza Hut. He was working there part-time. First check he got, he went to go buy a Gucci belt to take to school. Oh you know, hell? Gucci belt. Doesn't have a car. Does, How old is he? Uh, I don't know what. Now he's now he's like eighteen or whatever. But at the time he was like barely seventeen, <laughs> still in high school, and then working at Gucci Pizza belt. Hut. And Gucci belt. And that's what I want to bring up is instead that, of a like, car, 
you know yeah. materialism is gonna go with certain different uh demographics and they're gonna hit differently and eras too mm-hmm. because uh, like i was just gonna say like even example even like when uh, not right now on the present but when i when i was a kid uh for example i will play with my friends and plays with toys and the you could see that for example i there was this kind of aspect of me wanting like this kind of object because someone had it because it was expensive because i knew it and it, it showed that type of materialism that grows in you with that sort of capitalism that we have in, in, in society. And then now it's, you know, with the things that the kids are doing, like uh, buying like a Gucciville, like, you know, it it's, gets to show that it's something that it's inculcated since you're a little kid. You start watching you know, commercials and all these things that's bombarding you. But last thing to end it on that, it's like, I think, you know, as you, when you're a kid, you're, you, you find out what you like, what you don't like and what you subscribe to. So what people, what, I, what I'm thinking, like, these kids want to identify, you know, we're still very tribal and stuff, identify to what they subscribe to. I don't know, people identify, try to identify younger kids through items, you know, yeah. to be yeah. accepted in to that circle. To relate yeah, yeah. into that circle. Yeah, that's true. To, to let people that's know true. I'm, like, in look this, like I'm in this circle. This the is cool my, kid. Like my status. When I was a kid, um, like... We, uh, you know, Legos versus Mega Blocks was the whole thing. Like, uh, Mega Blocks were a lot cheaper, but if you rocked Mega Blocks and you invited your friends over, then you'd be a little bit more ashamed when they brought Legos over, because then you're like, oh, it's like this social status. Like, oh, those those Mega Blocks don't really fit here, you know? Like, <laughs> if they, have you ever tried putting a Mega Block on I a Lego no set? I have no idea exactly. what you guys are talking about. Sorry, not oh, about but it's just Disney. like as a, but no, I get the concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Versus, you know, they're just and, big ugly blocks. And then, <laughs> and then kids would not invite you later because they would be like, oh, it's we can't invite them. him because. Sorry, Josh, he uses Mega Blocks. <laughs> He's like literally kid. holding back tears right now. I'm cool with Mega Blocks. I've now. holding for 23 years of my life. I'm holding these. <laughs> Damn you, Mega Blocks. <laughs> um, so, but no, I think it's really interesting points that you guys are bringing up because this is instilled with us as we're kids. And it's really not even about, it's not materialism like about objects, but it's also kind of being a part of a prestigious club in society yeah. like we really try to Tribalism. classify ourselves yeah as much as we can to be diverse and be different and be the one percent like you know and isn't it crazy though how there's like this whole like all right you know there's always the main followings you know everyone's into their own thing mm-hmm. and then there's the there's this big thing it started up as like the anti like anti like um materialism like mm-hmm. like subculture you know, like, oh, I don't really listen to the radio. I don't watch TV. I don't do this. I'm I'm different. Yeah. The whole thing, like, hipsters. I guess kind of hipster stuff. But now that, that whole group is, like, ginormous now, too. Like, they're all just like, oh, I don't drink dairy. I do this. I they're this, not I'm that. hipsters. They prefer to be called minimalists. <laughs> we'll <laughs> they're get still to hipsters. that later. <laughs> it's the newer things. They're not trying to be with the old stuff. And and that's the thing is that, that I want to bring up is that like this whole mentality, it doesn't have to do with the 1% or anything, because let's say you get into a group that's, you know, like, let's just say into hiking, for example, you know, there's luxury brands when it comes to hiking that you would prefer to use, mm-hmm. you know, it, it goes for any social group is that yeah. people are going to identify themselves with the most trusted brand and the most expensive brand just to send a message saying like subliminally. Unless, you know, you're that kind of person, you know, and like you just like send that message saying like, hey, you know what? I got the best of the best. No, but some brands do it because some brands are like, you know, for example, products are a little bit more expensive than other ones, but it's because of the materials that they use. Now, there is occasions where there's brands who will use the same material of a shirt 
and this is like worth 150 and this one is like the same like thing supreme yeah this one is like, like exactly yeah, yeah for, exactly it has like the logo supreme this is 150 and this one is like almost the same but it just yeah, doesn't yeah. have a logo supreme just the brand exactly mm-hmm. yeah it's now we're talking, talking about brand exactly. at that point correct yeah i don't know i mean i guess i i kind of have mixed feelings on like fashion for example because it's gucci or prada or hermes prada or nada <laughs> you know it's like all these like really high-end brands and i i love fashion i think some of the stuff that they make is great but i couldn't i can't fathom somebody who spends for example like i follow this woman her name's anna bay and she teaches people how to like enter uh, high society and she has youtube videos and i watch her because she talks like on elegance and stuff like that but the one thing that always troubles me is that she'll spend like seven or eight hundred dollars on a white sandal like chancla, like like a sand, like a pair of sandals, and it's Hermes, so it's oh. high class. Like it's people bougie. are gonna know because you see it. But when I see that sandal, I'm just like, that's how does it look? Ugly. Does it look extravagant or something? No, it's, it's like, just a sandal. It's just a white sandal. Mm. Uh, Jamie, pull that picture. It just up, has like a leather strip <laughs> that has like a geometric type of strip. But other than mm-hmm. that, it's legit, and it's, it has no arch. It's, it's just the brand, sample. yeah. Just the brand, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, why would you pay seven hundred dollars on it? Just to me, I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense. I can't justify, and I guess some people can disagree because they feel like there's importance behind that. There's design and intelligence. What is it called? Intellectual property behind that. I just personally, I never. I don't know. I look at my shirts, and if it has a hole in it, then I'll throw it out. If it doesn't, <laughs> right. a little mustard never hurt nobody. <laughs> Um, so I do want to go into examples of current day materialism, commodification of, I guess, not only, you know, products, but humans as well. Mm -hmm. I watched this documentary called Generation Wealth on Amazon. Yeah, Prime, go ahead and watch it. It is free. But it's basically just following, it's a photographer and she follows 25 years focused on like wealthy and famous people. And she grew up in L.A., and she kind of followed how these rich teens were affected by money. For 25 years? Yeah. So ever since she was, like, right out of college until present time, um, before she did, like, an anthropology piece for uh, Times Magazine, I think. Or, no, sorry, National Geographic, following a Mayan town in Mexico. But um, so she did this documentary, and it kind of follows some people's stories. So I wanted to share a couple of the stories and then give examples of materialism in other countries as well. Uh, So the first one is this porn star named Casey Jordan. She was first famous because of her association with Charlie Sheen. He paid her $30,000 for like one night. Wow. And she was uh, 19 at the time. She was 19 at the time, so she's very young. What's her name? Um, when was it? What K- year, though? Well, Sorry. Casey Jordan, and I don't know. This is like when Charlie. It was like maybe like 10, 15 the 90s? years ago. No, no, this no, no, is two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, she starts to get some attention, but she's a porn star, so she needs to find a way to differentiate herself, and she does that by doing a fifty-eight guy bukkake scene, and like, do you guys know what that is? I can imagine. I, uh, I mean, should I act like I don't know? Or? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a virgin. I don't know what you what what cat just kake? let's just say 58 guy is just just in her face, you know. And yeah. so she uh-huh. did that to separate herself from everybody else in the porn industry. Um, and then I guess that'll do it. That is <laughs> <laughs> holy shit for real. I guess throughout like her career, which she's very young again, you know, so she's probably like in her really early 20s. Um, she was basically racked to riches. 
because she came from nothing, was like from Utah or something, and now she lives like on top floor penthouse in New York. She's like totally lavish. But I guess it kind of got to her uh, mentally, and so she had a psychotic breakdown and then tried to commit suicide on YouTube. Uh, it didn't work. It failed. Um, and then she redid her look because mm-hmm. basically people hired her because she had like a childlike body. Yeah. And so they would put her for like underage porn, you know, like the teen yeah. porn and shit. Um, so then she started, she got fake boobs. She did her face. Like she's like her nose three times and she wanted to look more womanly to change mm-hmm. her image, you know? Um, and then she was pregnant with her 11th child. 11? She had, what? she had 10 abortions prior because of her career. And I guess at this point, I think she's like around 24, 25, she really wanted to be a mom. So she stepped away from the limelight. She stepped away from being in porn and really just wanted to go back to her roots. Unfortunately, she lost that child. So she wasn't able to have the child. And then what she had, and what she ended up doing was moving back to her hometown, making amends with her family, and now she sleeps in a closet. Wow, man. I want to give her the person a a hug. She sleeps in a closet. That is a very sad story. By choice? Because she just had to restart herself. She had no money. And I guess she just, because she broke, um, she got disconnected with her family because of the industry that she was in. They cut ties with her. But she had to amend that. But obviously, you don't just get kind of the same position you were. So she was kind of in a worse position after all this stuff happened to her. It is very much mental because Mm -hmm. she was doing the porn industry because it's fast money, right? Correct. And she made a lot of money from it. I mean, you see Charlie Sheen gave her $30,000, okay? Just for being, you know, a pretty girl. So the reason why she had a psychotic breakdown, though, is because she couldn't handle being in that type of industry. I mean, you have to imagine being a woman, first of all, who's in her 20s, only perceived as a teenager, used to play that role, and constantly, I think people don't understand, like, sex is energy, right? You are allowing people to put their energy into you it's a very emotional thing and if you do that constantly over and over again for years you become desensitized and you dis you detach yourself from your psyche really you're no longer present so that's why she had that psychotic breakdown because of what she was doing in order to get the money the energy she was putting in just to survive and 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 actually live a a luxurious life yeah, I would love to talk about the porn industry at one point because it, yeah, it, it sounds like there's a lot of shit going on there. But before mm-hmm. I move on to the next, any recap, you guys have any feelings about that one? I just know that the industry is, you know, going into the industry, as maybe as a young kid, you don't know what's going to happen, but it seems like it's a trend of people that went in when they were young, they regret it. Mm-hmm. Many, many stories of, you know, uh, people that lost it all, lost their family ties. Um, they didn't make that much money, you know, now they're just like exploited on the internet, they're ashamed of themselves on this and that. It's a trend, but you know, if if you go in there thinking that you're gonna make a lot of money, you're probably most likely you're not and not that, everyone's gonna be like a, a millionaire or, or a top ten porn star. Right. And especially like, as a male. Males don't really make any money in the porn industry. And I like to add on to that is that the porn industry can pay you whatever they want. The problem is human nature is to be greedy. Yeah, and that's the problem. The problem is that nothing is never enough. Well, California might just kill the porn or kill the porn industry in California because there's some they're trying to pass this thing where they they need to get a license for all the they need to pay a tax. So, so who knows? We can talk about it in a different. Yeah, no, it's a different episode. We're so greedy that what I'm getting from you is that we were so greedy that we were, uh, you know, uh, to the point never satisfied to the point of selling our bodies to accomplish these materialistic goals that we have in our heads. That is, that's 
I completely agree with you. Another example of, I guess, kind of where it goes into the money mentality, someone who knows how to make money is Florian Hom. Huh. <laughs> he was an immigrant tycoon from Germany, and he was kind of the rags to riches story as well. He basically, you know, obviously was an immigrant, so he didn't have any financial backing, didn't have family here that were rich. And he ended up throughout his career having a net worth over $800 million. And he was doing like investments and stuff. So he was in charge of, I guess, the what do you call it the stock market for the company like there's something that the same thing that epstein did oh he in was his uh, early um, years he would uh be in charge of people he was like a hedge fund manager or something yes like that. exactly he was a hedge fund manager um and so he ended up you know getting this mass wealth but the 2007 economy crash happened and he was being sued for 250 million dollars because he screwed his investors over he inflated prices and then he ended up, you know, being on CIA's most or FBI's most wanted list. He had to move to Germany because he was going to be arrested. He lost all of his finances and now is stuck in Germany where he's originally from. So the point of that is the fact that this man wasted his entire life. I mean, I wouldn't say wasted, but he spent dedicated. his he dedicated his entire life to money and never saw an end to it. He always had a growing need for it. He literally disregarded his family never spent time with them and then when he's in the situation all he can think about is the time that he missed with his family and the mm -hmm. time that he didn't see um he said he couldn't buy the smile on his daughter's face he couldn't buy uh making love to his wife in bed one more time he couldn't buy that anymore uh, it just reminds me of that um that one bob marley video he's getting interviewed the guy says like oh wait. oh so you you're you're um so you you're rich and he's like what do you mean rich he's, oh, like, oh, he's like you have a lot of money he's like so having a lot of money and possessions makes me rich mm -hmm. right yeah and the guy's like well yeah he's like no like <laughs> that does not make you rich i am rich but with other things you yeah. know like life and all this mm -hmm. stuff that's one of the best interviews that i've seen actually it's so like honest when you were seeing his response i think a lot of people have you know some soul searching to do because you know a lot Everyone of people does. think that having this job, having this, you know, career, having even sometimes not money is not the thing like a, an ideal career is what people want. Mm -hmm. But even then, they're not happy, you know, so it's just so we're so complex as human beings. Like we think that things are going to make us happy, but we don't know what but we need. We don't know what we need. Sometimes, sometimes we don't know what we need. Yeah. And then, uh, well, like I have like a famous quote from my good buddy, uh, Mr. Jim Carrey. Oh. He said, uh. I wish everybody could become rich and famous so they could realize it's not the answer. Yeah. And that's what he says. Like, he realizes that, like, he's had it. He's had the money and, you know, like. He so he should that. donate all his money to charity. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. he, he, he was a rags of riches story. Yeah, he was, the, the, like, one of the, the richest that... actors in the world at one point. Yeah, but he made it come to, what was it, fruition? Oh, he manifested it. He yeah. wrote a million dollar uh -huh. check. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or 10 million. 50 million. No, it was 10 million. Is that he's gonna get paid fifty million to do a movie one day? Yeah, and then he had. I'm pretty sure. It's I think it was fifty. I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I was gonna say is right. that uh, I think there's actually certain people that, uh, you know, being in this uh, world of luxury, they're able to uh, move away somehow by enlightening themselves, by like for example the Bob Marley interview. Even though like you know uh, this person was interviewing him and he's asking me like oh yeah you wish you know you have possessions, but he was like he understood the real meaning of, of, of life, that money wasn't really the answer uh, to none of the questions that you're asking. But it, money might make your life easier. Materialistic things might make you like uh, feel happy, 
but at the end after that feeling has dissolved uh trust me money is really not the answer at that point and you will realize you know so that's here's something to think about so in poor countries you know like uh like mexico south america and other parts like india people come to america to seek a better life you know that's what the main saying is right a better life i came for a better life for money so it's so what they mean is a better economic status i think that's what they mean Mm -hmm. but isn't it crazy how like so many people come here to find you know like a better life more money and you know better status a better way of living but when we're over here a lot of people have it all and they're just lost and they're looking and it's like the opposite they have what they have and they're looking for like enlightenment or to get away like i said a minimalist like there's a lot of people going minimalist staying away from everything i just think it's pretty crazy how like that's a that's like a yin and yang yeah yeah like a yin and yang and also there's like some rich people like you know like jeff bezos that just want to they want the whole world yeah they're not gonna stop yeah absolutely it's a virus i feel that kind of takes over people because it's also though i mean it's kind of the relationship you have with money too it depends on how you look at money because i look at money as a tool i still look at it in some materialistic ways like i like buying stuff that makes me feel good everybody does right exactly but at the same time i think when i fantasize about having money it's not really to have the biggest house on the block or to have the mercedes or all these entrepreneur quotes that you hear on instagram it's more about like what tools can i use It's, it's a tool so like how can i use this tool to not only help my life but others you know like i always think of my family like I already know, like, I'm going to have the people that I know who are failing in my family. I'm like, I just need to buy you a house somewhere small that you would be fine. Simple. You know, simple. simple. Mm-hmm. But also it's kind of like, what's the legacy that you want to live or leave for your children as well? What do you want them to inherit? You know, because it could be, it doesn't have to be like um, cash it. assets. <laughs> Go inherit this, this $400,000 deed. Um, but, you know, it's just kind of, I think that's what I think about money is more of like a tool. And it's working towards how can we think about money differently and have a different relationship with it, understanding what it can provide for us and not getting too greedy with it at the same time. True. True. Yeah. So let's talk about the future. Because future, future, future. <laughs> SpongeBob, we miss you. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the future. I know I kind of want to do some movie references, but Ooh. Josh, what is your opinion on materialism and capitalism in the future? Well, um, so a lot of scientists and experts have been saying that the gap between um, the rich and the poor has been increasing steadily, and that the middle class and the middle class will no longer be a thing Mm -hmm. so when it does get to this big divide i do feel that a lot of people who are wealthy will be more enticed by more wealth Mm -hmm. and then the poorers are going to have to you know realize that they cannot keep up and they have to live off just basic necessities so i do feel like a big uh like a big portion of people are going to move more towards like uh i want to say in time with justin timberlake they talk about that oh, too and wow. where like the rich live on this like very well-kept city well like mm-hmm. like very good mm-hmm. city and then the poor live in the slums and i feel like that's gonna be a huge portion of what's to come if we let like materialism grow like this so you think the 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 class system they have like you know like the 
Because you know how there's like the poor class, upper, mm-hmm. and all this. Yeah. So once once it's just rich and poor, you think it's just going to be like a caste system. Once you're born poor, you're going to stay poor. And then Absolutely. the rich are going to oh, stay with You're not going to be able to get out of it. You're going to be stuck there. Yeah. 100%. It would definitely be a caste system, but it's just two divisions, right? It's not like seven tiers of stuff. Yeah. But has anyone seen the movie Downsizing? I love mm-hmm. that movie. Uh, please tell us. I've never heard of it. So Downsizing is with Matt Damon, and it's kind of in society like now where the middle class is erasing and people are having a harder time keeping up with their mortgages and paying for expenses and they just want to live a little bit more than comfortable life. Mm-hmm. And so the new answer to that is this scientist from some European country, he comes up with a way to like shrink people. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the kids, basically. Um, and they're able to live in this miniature utopia where their money goes a lot farther than it would in normal life. So they can buy like a big old house. They can have like these packages, but let's say like $170,000, which probably would have been like your house on sale or something, buys you like this beautiful estate, this car, like all these different things, right? Like, I mean, you were living creme de la creme, you know, like that's <laughs> that's your life. Like the big bottle of vodka scene. <laughs> One bottle for the rest of your life. But what happens is some people get stuck in the same mentality they had before they even entered this world and they get back into the same shitty job, the same shitty apartment, not having, basically only having the bare needs, right? And wishing they had the life that they had when they originally Can you unshrink today. if you shrink no. yourself? No. Oh, it's permanent. permanent. What? Yeah. That's scary. It's good. Watch Hell it. Hell no. It's such a good movie. So, it's, watch it. It's, it's so wait till, wait till a spider gets into your house. I have, to, I have to watch a <laughs> it's movie. Over. I think the reason why I didn't do that well is because Matt Damon's not like the typical hunk that he usually is in the mm. movie. I, and the main actress is nobody. Like, you don't know her. She's like some Taiwanese woman, I think. They didn't market too much. They didn't market no, that No, I'd like to disagree. Is that like, you know, like, I don't think the movie did well because I hate to say it, but the people would find it quote-unquote boring yeah it's true no, i didn't I, I didn't watch it just because i don't know it, <laughs> it it did seem a little dull That's like it seemed like a, it was so it, to they, me it was very they should have advertised so it differently for, for i to think do so better. they just didn't think that they made it look this like oh we're small like yeah. like, <laughs> like no, that, it's, that's it's, all the cutscenes that they showed yeah. like Ooh, it's not even the concept of Big the bottle movie, of vodka. which is sad. Yeah, it's the so concept sad. of the movie of shrinking is like so small compared to like what the actual movie's about. Yeah, mm. no pun intended. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 We're doing it. But Comedy t- podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> so the during, roots, the roots. during our brainstorming, before we do our episodes, we brainstorm, uh, Josh brought up minimalism, which I think it's kind of a concept I kind of want to move toward, but then kind of not because I'm scared. Uh, can you touch base a little bit on it? Yeah. So a minimalist is usually a person who's like made a decent amount of money and they've had like an average living style, but then they find themselves being like drowned in clothes, drowned in like these necessities that they don't feel like they need and they're unhappy in their life because they want more. So they take this mentality and they go the opposite direction in where they cut down on everything. If you look it up, they have like this project called Project 333, where they wear 33 items every day differently and see who notices. And then these people go to work and everything and nobody notices that they're changing. Like they're using the wow, same 33 cool. items. That sounds really cool. And like, you know, like to them, they're like, oh, they're self-conscious about it. They're like, oh, man, like people are going to tell me that I wore the shirt again 
but like honestly they go to work and nobody cares nobody bats an eye and so they take that 333 um like mentality and they convert it to their life instead so they move from like a different like they move from cars no 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 (laughs) they move (laughs) no they would move from like a a a state like california or uh, new york and move out more towards the midwest they Uh would take like their whatever they were paying on like an (sighs) apartment and buy a tiny home that they can swing to their trailer when the tiny home is literally a room and the room can be changed in any ways but it gives you the basic necessities of a bed a dining table um everything so everything less is more less for them exactly they stretch the dollar Mm -hmm. And that's the whole minimalist minimalist mentality is going through their whole life, you know, budgeting and trying to like, you know, if they need that money, it's more safety. It's like more like it's like getting getting out of the rat race. Then exactly, they're not in the rat race anymore. They're just doing yeah. They're just doing them and whatever makes them happy. It also helps your mentality because what Josh was saying about the thirty three wardrobe thing or three three three. I follow this fashion influencer. She's like a minimalist wardrobe person. And she talks about having, like, the capsule wardrobe. So basically your essentials, like your essential wardrobe, and you just interchange the items. And it really doesn't, like, when I follow her videos, I'm like, she's like, yeah, these are the pants I always wear. And I'm like, this is the first time I'm seeing these pants. You know, I'm like, I don't even recognize that she's constantly interchanging her outfits. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, but materialism, I think, is not only because, I'm sorry, minimalism is not only to combat materialism, but I think it's also for your mind, too. Yeah. Because the Japanese, I think there's some societies in Japan where not only are they minimalistic with their life and their home, but they're minimalistic with sound. Like they try to be sound minimalists. And so they don't make a lot of commotion or like noise. And they try to be very conscious of the noise pollution as well. And I think that's an interesting concept, too, because I think that could help your mental clarity. Exactly. And then uh, while I was watching this documentary, a lot of minimalists actually prefer meditation because Mm -hmm. meditation like calms the mind and then it makes you realize, well, the stuff that I was worried about before isn't as important as it is now that I have a clear head about it. I'm like, that's the, the beauty of it. Like, you know, just realizing that, hey, you know what? Like I have a house. I have like transportation. Like I have like the bare necessities. What am I worrying about? Yeah. kind of thing like why you know do what, I... what, what you and uh what you said earlier about how you and you know rodrigo are budgeting and stuff and you guys are finding out a lot of things that um you guys are spending on your money mm-hmm. on was give, give us an example by the way. you shouldn't yeah. have been spending your money on or mm-hmm. you could have been saving on there's a lot of people here and you know here in the u.s like they're already married and they've they're they've been making those same financial mistakes for a long time yeah and it causes a lot of marital problems you know before they find out like Oh my God, we were just not budgeting right. We don't know how to handle our money yeah. because I noticed when we were younger, when I was younger, all my siblings were younger. Like my parents never really like fought, you know, there, or nothing like that. But when they would have arguments, you you know, they'd go in the room, you can hear them like discussing and stuff. But it would be about money and like things and stuff like that. So then when we started all working and chipping in slowly, you know, like it, it kind of lessened. But there came a time when there, my mom was like, I remember one time she was like what the fuck like this bill like this the dish bill so expensive this is this this and that and then she's like wait what what the fuck like why am i paying for this like we don't even watch how many guys even watch tv like all day or whatever like no we're cutting this we're cutting that we're cutting this and like you know saved hundreds of dollars just by cutting off extra things that we don't need 
Mm-hmm. But some people feel like they need it, though. That's the they problem. sell it yeah. to you that like, way. Like, yeah, but some people have feel like Disney they Plus, need having Hulu, having Netflix, all these platforms. Like, well, I need to watch this show that came out, yeah. and then it, you create that need at that point, and you're creating that materialistic need, not like a physical one, but more of like an experience one when you're trying to watch a show or something. It, it, it's it's you know you don't realize, but companies do put a lot of money and effort to make it that way where you are going to feel the need or oh, i need to watch this well even in modern day conversation you know just that just that yeah. uh, at uh just at work like hey i just checked out this show the other day i haven't seen it you have to see this show <laughs> wait you don't you don't have hulu no you don't have hulu you don't have that Amazon. is so true wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. <laughs> haven't seen, you haven't seen baby yoda baby yoda laughter. no like Oh my God! You feel like so excluded that you're not in the loop. Like when they tell you these things, yeah. Like no, actually, I don't have uh, HBO or Showtime. I don't have wow. a TV. <laughs> it's only eight ninety nine a month. You should yeah. get it. There's a bundle here. Like you know, you even sell it Word to each other. Word of mouth is the best form of advertisement. We all tell each other like we what we need, especially when you're in that circle. You don't want to be the only one that's not in the know. So mm-hmm. eventually, you know, we think, yeah, let's try out Disney Plus. Let's let's see what's up with this baby Yoda you know yeah, I, I want to talk about this at, I want to talk about this at work too Disney done to us it's FOMO fear of missing out yeah well yeah. You, know, you know that's what it is the circles your, your group will make you do stuff sometimes mm-hmm. it's peer pressure I hate that word but it, it is, is. Kind of no but I did want to touch base on what you mentioned Sergio earlier on like us budgeting because I, I kind of want to hit home with mm-hmm. this for people like Aaron was saying, you know, we're kind of targeted to buy all these unnecessary things and this is the marketing behind it, psycholo- psychological warfare, you know. And I think like when Rodrigo and I were doing our budgeting, we sat down and we started to accumulate all the expenses we had over um, a weekend in San Diego, right? It was like two-day weekend. Uh, it was supposed to be like, you know, hotel, a couple restaurants, some bars, whatever. It ended up being 650 between the both of us. And we're always complaining to ourselves like, oh, we need to buy furniture. We need to put a down deposit on a car. Like we need to X, Y, and Z. And we're like, mm, we don't have the money for that. We, it's too big of a purchase. We don't have the money for that, right? But when it comes to something like this where we didn't even intentionally want to spend that much money, we immediately found the money for it. And that's where our priority went. You know, so it's like we prioritize these like instant satisfactions, right? Because we think, oh, we want to escape from all the drama. We just want to have a good romantic weekend together. And it ended up just we just spent money and we could have we realized we could have done way more fun things like in our hometown. And so it's just I don't know. I just thought that's something that everybody should have the honest conversation with yourself. It's it's crazy because, you know, it's good for you, Mm -hmm. you know, for you guys, for your financial stability and, and, you know, to move move forward move up but it's also not good for the economy like we need we need we need no no it, it's true though he's right though he's that right he's for a right successful capitalist economy yeah. you need people to, to consumerism to consum- that's the reason why they're sending that money you know so, so. you know all that stuff mm-hmm. and if everyone was budgeting that is so that, funny like, the economy would not be doing as good it's so weird it's, it's like a, yeah it's like you- what, what's the reason you think they send the checks because they want us to spend they need us to spend money mm-hmm. back to the economy so yeah, the economy can run back money, to nobody goes out to eat like you know like the economy yeah it's I know it's it's crazy. It, it's sad. Yeah, like yeah. we're really Trapped. just not. We cannot just for the sake of our economy cannot be responsible, fiscally responsible. We're just yeah. it's out the window. Yeah, That's quarantine <laughs> <laughs> <Crunching> food. <laughs> but um, Josh, you want to talk a little bit more about the future? So uh, I do believe, like um, you know, a lot of our core beliefs as like people are going to start diminishing as well. We're going to start like objectifying like 
humans next. Yeah, well, to the point where, like, well, like, you'll be like, oh, you know, like, well, yeah, I mean, we are already. We are already, yeah. And it's it's probably going to get worse, you Mm -hmm. know, like, especially with what people are willing to do for money now. You know, like at this point, it's starting to get hard. You know, times are getting tough and people are willing to do whatever they can just to get like, you know, buy. Yeah, that's going to be a major factor for like a lot of weird things that are going to happen in the future. Just people that need need to get out of that economic hole, like, you know, testing and stuff like that, you know, like testing VR systems or like a human testing for like, I don't know. Anything, like cancer, cancer yeah. research, anything. adrenochrome. <laughs> uh, but before we end this episode, I kind of want to quote two quotes from the film I watched, Generation Wealth on Amazon. Check it out. Uh, but the first one is corporate capitalism pushes people towards the constant search for the next adrenaline rush. People seek the momentary ecstasy to escape from a darker and darker reality. Sexual hedonism dominates our society. We are dying in the same way other empires have died in history. The difference is time is when we die, the whole planet is going down with us. So it's kind of talking back to Rome, you know, how they fell was because they started to diminish their values and their culture and were a society of consumption and um, indulgence, right? And the last quote I'm going to say, and I think this is going to hit home for me at least uh global capitalism has done a great job at destroying culture the ability to hear voices from the past to understand traditions capitalism makes it harder for us to grasp who we are and where we come from authentic culture holds up values and forces us to be self-critical to look within ourselves and i think that's the literally whole point of having this podcast is because materialism has caused us to not look from the gratification of within we look for instant gratification. We look for uh, materials that are going to make us happy momentarily, but we are not happy overall because we're constantly searching for the next high. I honestly think this was a really good topic. I hope that you guys, you know, uh, got to listen and, and hear our opinion about the matter. Um, hopefully, you know, this uh, touches to some people that might listen to it. You, you know, keep in mind that there are things that are more valuable than money. Uh, I was, you know, keeping touch touch with your family and. Uh, you know, have a monetary goal, but don't have a monetary goal for materialistic purposes that are beyond the necessities of, uh, of that you need as a human, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, my final goal here. Uh, I just want to let everybody know, like, hey, like, you know, if you're interested in it, like, you should, like, take a few minutes out of your day, like, right when you wake up to, like, practice meditation, like, even just starting it, you know, like. Get your mind clear before your day, you get your day started. Reset, like, your morals. Reset, like, your mind. Like, start with five minutes, you know? Like, just, like, sit in darkness, sit in quietness, or, you know, however you want to do it. But I feel like meditation is literally what people need for their mental health right now. And, like, yeah. being blasted with ads, like, looking at your phone and, like, you know, it can just corrupt that whole, like, that goal that you have for yourself. So just getting up in the middle, uh, the middle of the morning... And then just like meditating for a bit, resetting, and then, you know, starting your day, I feel like it could change at least the energy that you're giving off. Because when I walk around some of y'all, I'm feeling like a lot of stuff. But I'm just saying, you know, like, oh, I, go ahead. You know what? Now that you said that, I ran into uh, the yogi, the meditation instructor that does the downtown. Downtown. If you guys are interested, they do it at Wednesdays at 7. Oh, they do it's it all free? week. It's free. Yeah, you just donate whatever you want. 
they take cash app benbo and all that stuff but yeah it's a really good class they like, teach you how to go? channel energies how to breathe energies in like uh, what time you release. said uh, what time? uh it starts like at six I think, or six or seven yeah at night uh-huh oh it's you guys downtown. Are, we should go it's right there I yeah, we should go. Yeah. you we say wednesday wednesday yeah perfect let's go wednesdays oh they, they're they're all week but yeah <laughs> just in case Any? all right guys oh did you have your closing thoughts um well you know just like money is not the most important thing but obviously you know we live in a society where you have to have money to survive so just you know take care of your money put your priorities in check and if you're gonna spoil somebody spoil yourself don't spoil it <laughs> 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 but no but you know just take care of yourself watch your money you know and, uh, the money's not gonna make you happy ultimately yeah find out what makes you happy go after it do it my final statement kind of to piggyback a second off, one <laughs> <laughs> to piggyback off Sergio here um I definitely think that we need to prioritize what's important to us and get to know ourselves better. And meditation is a great way to do that, to be more self-centered. Um, yeah, I, I'm just, I, I think it was a really good episode. And I think, I hope it will awaken you in the sense that you need to have honest conversations with yourself on how you've been like been conditioned to be this way. And you think it's okay because honestly, I, it's corrupting it's bankrupting your moral system so that's my opinion that's my take on it right but yeah. you are totally an independent person whoever you are the blessed beautiful soul that listens to this beautiful podcast here um thank you for listening you guys and don't forget to follow us on ott podcast for instagram and then off the table pod on twitter we give you your updates and what's going to be the next episode so it was a pleasure. Everybody, it was a pleasure doing yeah, this. This was fun. Yeah, this is really fun. <laughs> Great episode. Have a good night. Yeah.